So my wife and I had just settled down for, for our evening rest. And it was probably about 10, 10.30 at night. And I leaned over and I shut off the light. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, now I'm guessing at the time, because I looked at the clock when I came back from all this, at about 2 o'clock in the morning, because I'm guessing it took about an hour to go through everything I went through. About 2 o'clock in the morning, all at once, I wake up falling down through a tunnel. And it was a long tunnel. And I was falling fast. I mean, I could feel the air rushing through my face. I could see my feet even though there wasn't much light, but I could see my feet dangling. And I kind of almost laughed when I looked down and I seen my feet dangling like this because I was free falling. And I was falling at such a high rate of speed that all at once I couldn't see. Now, believe it or not, I looked up and I seen a light up above. Now, remember, I shut off the light that evening before we went to sleep, but there was a light up above in the tunnel. Well, as that grew smaller, I looked down and I could see way in the distance a small flicker of glow, kind of an orange glow. And I didn't know what that was, but as I got closer, I realized what it was. But um, as I fell through and going down through, all at once phobias started to attack my body. And I mean that because they physically attacked me. It was like my chest was being crushed, like I couldn't breathe. Phobia is like a fear of snakes, a fear of drowning, just fear in general. And I'm serious. It made me have a hard time even breathing from how I was being crushed by those phobias. I always say it was a hundred times worse than anything you'll ever feel here on earth. I started to smell smoke, heavy smoke, choking smoke, as I was falling. After that, I could faintly start to hear screaming, wailing, moaning. And I knew it had to be people, because that was the voices I was hearing. And I, and I knew something was up, something, something was happening that I would never forget the rest of my life. I looked again down below me and there was this orange glow that was getting larger as the opening to the bottom of the tunnel was opening up. I could see the earth, this, this tunnel was about four foot in diameter. I could see the earth and the rock and that whizzing by me as I'm falling. As I come down, I come into a cavern. I mean, I came out of the tunnel, I came into this cavern and I was set down lightly, just like I was floating down. And I floated down to about three feet off the floor is where I hovered. I stopped. And I thought about that later on in trying to figure out why did I stop about three foot off the, the stone floor. I realize now that my feet would have been burnt if I hadn't because of how hot it was there. 
Again, the choking smoke was unbelievable. The heat was like you were almost in a furnace. The wailing and moaning was so bad you couldn't even hardly think because of the screams that were going on. It set me down and I, and I looked to, to my right and I couldn't see anything. The, the cavern wall was so far away from me. I don't know if it was the smoke or what it was, but I couldn't see that far to my right, but I could hear all of this going on, all the screaming and, and moaning. And, and, and I think the, the Lord said it best when he said it was gnashing of teeth in, in that, in the Bible. And it was like that, but it was so loud. And I turned back to, to my straight in front of me, and I could see a fire that was probably about a half a mile away. And I say half a mile, it could have been a mile, it could have been farther, whatever. The flames were shooting up in the air, probably 500, 1,000 feet, I don't know. I just know that the flames were immense. But it was so far away, it didn't light up the cavern hardly at all. The cavern was pretty much dark, except for that glow of light that was quite a ways away from me. At that time, I said to myself, now I'm talking to myself because I'm looking, I'm thinking, what's going on? And I said, where am I? A voice right here said, you're in hell. And I thought to myself, why am I here? But there was no answer. And I wasn't speaking out loud because I couldn't because of the, the choking smoke. I looked to my left and there was a cavern wall. Now I hadn't even noticed it over here. But as soon as I looked to my left, I couldn't hear the screaming and, and that going on over here. Seriously, I could not hear them. But I heard the screaming and everything that was going on here. And as I looked up, I could probably see six, eight stories high. Maybe it was higher that I could see before. Um, you couldn't see any farther. I, smoke or whatever it was, I couldn't see any higher than that. But what I, what I seen was, is I seen that these cavern walls were like a honeycomb. But it, it, they weren't, the honeycomb was not made by bees or any, it was like rock that had naturally formed these holes because it didn't look like they were bored out. I studied this as I'm down there. I'm going, well, that doesn't look like it's been drilled, you know, or anything like that. When I came back, I thought about a lot about what I seen, and the same thing came back to me. Those holes were not bored out. They were just naturally made in that, in that, in that cavern wall. And every one of those holes had a lost soul in it. And every one of those lost souls was being tormented by demons I couldn't see or by the things that had been happening to them throughout their time there. The Lord says there's no water in, in, in hell. I'll tell you, as hot as it was, if it had, it boiled up many thousands of years before. There's no way there'd be water in hell. Again, I go back to the heat, how intense it was. But I could see these souls and I could see what they looked like. I will tell you, you will not know if you've got friends in hell because you won't recognize them if they're there. So everybody, the, the boys on the beach will say, 
Off I go to hell, it's no big deal. I'll have all my buddies there. Guess what? Take your buddies with you, but I'll tell you, you'll never know that they're there. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. They were burnt without, beyond recognition. When I say burnt, I mean their skin was burnt. And it was from the heat that I was feeling. Um, they had their fingers. Uh, I got a good look because they were like from here to that table from me, that cavern wall. Their fingers were crushed and broken. And they were like this. Seriously, they were. And they laid in that hole. And now I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, as I'm seeing all these things, and go, well, how deep are those holes? And, and I'm getting interpretation back. And it was like, they're like four and a half, five feet, four feet deep. And they were crushed in there. They just pushed in there. And that's where they stayed. Each and every single day. Now I'm not telling you anything that I made up. I'm telling you everything that I've seen. And I looked over and I seen and I caught eye contact with this lost soul. And it was crying and screaming out just like the rest of them were. But when we caught eye contact, I looked at it and I asked the question, I said, how long you been here? And my heart was breaking when I seen this lost soul. I said, how long have you been here? And lost soul said, it isn't how long I've been here, it's how long I'm gonna be here for eternity. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. To think that your soul could be there for eternity. And I cry yet to this day because of there's no out of there. You're not coming back out. When the judgment day comes, guess what? You're going right back, only in worse. You're going into the pit with fire. This was Sheol. This is what we call hell. But there's something much worse coming. And I turned back and I looked and I could see the fire again. Now I'm here and I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, am I here forever? I mean, that's, I mean, that shocked me. Eternity shocked me when I heard eternity. And I'm thinking to myself, am I gonna be here forever? Why am I here? What did I do? And I see something walking towards me. About 40 yards, I'm gonna say 40 yards away. You're gonna to have to trust me on this one, because I had to guess. But I'd say it was 12 feet tall, at least. Huge thighs, huge shoulders. And it was walking towards me as it got closer I asked, I said, who is that? Because I knew my voice was here. And I don't know who was with me. If it was an angel, I know that, that 
there's talk of angels will go with you or will take you places that the Lord wants you to go. They'll be there for you and take you there. Well, that's what was going on because when I asked him who that is, he says, well, that's Satan. And he's walking towards me. And then he said these words. He said, he's not coming to shake your hand. He's coming to rip your soul right out of your body. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now I thought about that through 36 years. What would have happened to me if I couldn't have cried out to Jesus? If I hadn't cried out to Jesus? I would have had a heart attack in my own bed that night. And I would have died. And my soul would have been in hell because it wouldn't have come back. But I said, Jesus, save me. And instantly, I was sucked back up into that tunnel. And all the phobias and the smoke and the smells and the, the, the wailing and the crying and everything that I heard was going in reverse. And as I looked down, I could see the glow, but it, the, the tunnel was starting to grow small at the, the base of it. I looked up and I could see a bright white light as I was going up. I was going up at the same rate of speed or faster than I went down. As I came out, I sat up on my bed as I came out of that tunnel. Now many of you are going to think, oh, you just had a dream. When I sat up, I grabbed my arm and I pinched. Am I having a dream? And it hurt. But I had a hard time pinching it because I was absolutely soaked from perspiration. I looked and the, and the whole room was lit up. But there wasn't any light on. There was no bulbs on. The walls were the light. The whole room, the walls were the light. And it was a very bright white light. As I looked at the walls, I looked at the ceiling I came across, and there was Jesus. Physically. I was awake. I was sitting up in my bed. I know my own bedroom. I know the, the white light that was in that room. And Jesus was right there. And the first thing out of my mouth was, but Jesus, I've been good. Jesus, I've been good. I told you I was a good guy earlier. And he said, Richard, without speaking, his lips did not move. He said, Jesus, yeah, his lips did not move. He said, uh, Richard, he said, good isn't good enough. Remember I was Catholic? 
I didn't know nothing about being born again. The good part is what's coming. I mean, this was great, seeing Jesus. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, for me and, and my soul, what's coming is what's great. And as soon as he said that, now, I want to tell you what Jesus looks like. Because you're probably all sitting there wondering what Jesus looks like. And if I truly seen him, yes, I truly seen him. His hair is not real dark brown. His hair is almost a sun bleach from being in the sun so much. Remember, there's no lights in, in heaven. It's all lit up all the time. There's no darkness. It's all lit up all the time. I'm not saying that's where it came from. But I'm telling you that his hair is a beautiful display of hair that's got a sun bleach to it. Just gorgeous. He is absolutely stunning. There's an aura around him at all times. Every color, they don't make colors like that on earth. Every color that's in heaven is around that man, around my Lord. And there was what I call like sparklers coming off of him. Like you take sparklers and when you were a kid, that's coming off him all the time. And you know what that is? That's love that's coming off of him. And it's all colors. And the love is just sparkling off of him. And I'm going to tell you something nobody's ever told you. He's got a braided hair right here that goes all the way back and is tied to hold his bangs out of his face. I've seen his hair. I was close enough to see his braid. But he's just like one of us, other than he's the Lord. So he had to have a way to keep, and I'm, th I'm thinking that's the way he wore his hair when he was on earth, so he could hold his bangs back. I didn't see his hands, and, and I wished I had, but I'm going to take you a little bit farther into another experience I had. I'll talk about his hands. This was in 1981. And as soon as he went out, he, the, the, the white light came up and surrounded him. But when that light came up, you know what it would be like to take a white can of paint and throw it against a, any kind of surface, and it kind of flows down, but it flows down like kind of milk runs down? Okay, that's the way the light came up. It just kind of came up like this and surrounded him. And the more the light from the walls that gathered around him, it got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't look at him. He was too bright. The ceiling opened up. It wasn't enough that he was just there. The ceiling parted and he went through. And I could see him in the night sky as he left and the ceiling came back together. Physically, I've seen all this. And I've seen it, that was over 40 years ago. And I remember that yet as if it was this day. That was in 1981. I say 1981 because, well, I'll tell you that in a little bit. So, I, 
the room was dark after he left, so I turned the light on, and I grabbed my wife and I shook her. And I says, honey, wake up, wake up, wake up. She goes, what's wrong? And I said, Jesus was just here. She didn't hear that. What she seen was how wet the bed was. And she said, I love you, dear. Did you pee? Did you pee the bed? I said, no, 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 that, that's sweat, that's sweat. Don't worry about it. I said, I seen Jesus, and he took me to hell. And it took me about three or four times to convince her that I actually experienced hell. But then we had to get up and we had to change the sheets and the pillowcase because it was soaked. I had to take a shower because I was soaked. So that's a, that was a confirmation from Christ that I was there. After I got done speaking, I said, guys, that's, that was my experience, what happened to me. And it was interesting because that day, that evening, there was going to be a funeral for a guy that I didn't know. They had been going to the church, but now remember, I'd only been going there a month, so I didn't know everybody. And he'd already been in the hospital, had been sick. He died, and it was his funeral that, that evening. And this is what, how God confirms things. The next day, a bunch of guys come running to me and said, Richard, were you here last night? And I said, no, we didn't want to take up seats because we heard there was going to be a lot of people at the funeral. He was very well liked, and he had a big family. And they said, you should have been here. So they went on to explain to me that at his funeral, the family got up and said, Dad wanted to have us play this tape, but he said that we couldn't play it until the day of his funeral, and that we couldn't listen to it until then. And this is what it said on the tape. This is in his words. In 1981, I went to hell. And then he explained the hell that he's seen, which was similar to mine. And if you don't believe me, I've got people that will confirm that, that tape. That that's the experience that he went through as well. Now think about that. The same church on the same day, two men who never knew each other talked about their experience going to hell in 1981. What do you think the chances are? Because churches don't normally talk about hell, do they? But in this church on that day, two men, one that was already in heaven and the other one that was given his testimony for the first time in 36 years, talked about hell. That was confirmation that I needed from God to be able to do this. Because then I knew it was real. What I seen was real. So I'm telling you, I've seen hell, it's real. I've seen Jesus. He's alive. And He loves us. He loves you. And you don't want to know Satan. But you don't ever want to wish anything bad on one of your brothers. Because Jesus said in Matthew that you can lose your salvation by talking bad about one of your brothers.
So don't ever do that. Always love on them. Because that's the only choice we have. Now, it doesn't mean you have to like them all the time. But you don't say anything bad about them. Any questions at all on anything I just shared? I still have one more I, I need to share, but any...